Welcome back to the Sunday Leagues Investors Podcast slash YouTube. However, this is a little bit different because I have Raymond from Asian Cards and I have something really special to kind of let y'all know about on what we've been up to. Um, if you've been following me or Raymond, uh, we actually started a podcast or at least I jumped into your podcast. It's more like that, right? Raymond, I was just like, hey, you know, I, I want to just talk more about cards uh, and everything like that. And you're like, hey, just jump on, jump on the uh, podcast and we're trying something different. And this is a podcast about just cards in general. Like I do mainly soccer and footy cards and Raymond does the rest and footy cards. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So you want to just quickly give like a little snippet? Cause I know on our, my channel, they might not know you. Yeah, for sure. So uh, my name is Raymond, otherwise known on the internet slash Instagram as Asian cards, uh, all one word. Um, I run a Facebook group uh, where I buy where I have people who buy and sell cards. Um, I am pretty active on Facebook in terms of buying and selling, go to a lot of shows. Um, so yeah, if I bump into you, please uh, please stop over and, and say hi. Or you'll stop them because Raymond is very infamous of just saying, hey, what's in your case? Pretty much, yeah. Show. If you've been listening to uh, the previous episodes, uh, I am guilty of that. Uh, <laughs> and I am shameless about just stopping people in their tracks, asking them what they 100%. have. 100%, yeah, but yeah. Pleasure, ple so pleasure, pleasure, to, pleasure to be on here. Yeah, and if you ever meet Raymond with me, I'm always embarrassed. <laughs> He's always plugging me. So, but no, I, I this is going to be really cool um, to let people like from my community to figure you know if they're looking for more just card collecting talk. I think this is a great episode, great um, channel um, to look into. So, like the main episodes are going to be on Asian cards. So check that out on Spotify. But we'll do you know time to time we'll post it on YouTube so y'all can get like the the uh the deets um but let's talk about what we've been up to man like uh what have you been up to raymond yeah let's get into it so um in the past week i've been trying to trade a lot of cards um, i see you bro oh I, my god uh, i don't know if i mentioned it in my previous episode but um i kind of like am changing my strategy um i created a google drive where i have um good front and back photos of the cards with prices on them and I've just been like sending them to people who, you know, ask me um, what I have available. And I found that like pretty if efficient, better than saving the, all the info on my camera roll and clicking from by one. Um, so far it's been pretty successful. I mean, last week, what did I do last week? I picked up a LeBron rookie black refractor BGS nine um, traded. I, I don't have it in hand yet because uh, PWCC takes a long time to ship. Um, I have, what else do I have? I got a LeBron 2003 Topps Chrome Refractor PSA 9, the base, not the black one. Right. Um, I bought some stuff from Heritage Auctions and it all arrived today. It took about 20 days for them to ship the items to me, but finally got them. Wait, uh, back up, hold up. <laughs> 20 days? Yeah. Were they were they like like wrapping it for you or something? Like what were they doing? Did, did they grade it for you too? <laughs> it's gold, gold wrapped with diamond, diamond studded. <laughs> Uh, I didn't know this, but apparently, like, you can pay for, like, expedited shipping. So I think it's an extra $50 to have them out the same day. Um, or you can choose to wait um, an extra, like, 20 days and, you know, not um, not pay that fee. This is my first time ordering from Heritage Auctions, uh, which so I didn't know about the expedited option. So I saw a lot of people get their stuff a lot earlier than me. And I was just curious. I was like, 
curious why. So I <laughs> like called they them. Forget about me. Yeah, I was like, call them. Um, they're like, yeah, they have an expedited option. So were they? It's like a mid mid end, or were you doing a high end for heritage? Because these type of auction houses are like usually for high end, and I know you are kind of like so you're you're the higher end of all of us too. <laughs> uh, it was a mix of everything. Like I think basically anything that I thought was pretty cool, pretty interesting, I tried picking up. Um, probably in terms of like dollar amount, the most expensive card was a LeBron Topps Chrome Refractor BGS 8.5, uh, which I think ended pretty cheap. Um, so I'm glad to have picked that one up. Um, what else did I get? I got a 1996 Kobe Draft Redemptions PSA 9. I don't know if you know that card, but it's like, it has foil edges. It's like very shiny. Um, he's like doing a layup. Um, I'll look it up. Don't worry. I got, what else did I get? LeBron tops BGS 9.5. Uh, I, it was an old label, which is why I got it. Uh, I really like old label cards. Um, uh, like the BGS what? grades are on the back. Oh, is there a reason why you do that? Or oh, that's actually sick, dude! Whoa, the the draft redemption—it's like a cracked ice type of deal. That's what it is. Yeah, that's the better way to better way to uh, describe it. But cracked Whoa. ice type uh, type card. Interesting. Okay. Well, well, I'm glad, man. I know I'll seeing you on the Asian cards group. You're trying to trade some uh, big, big cards. I'm like, my God, like what you're trading is something that I aspire to be. One day. Next year, tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, maybe tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you're going what to it, a car show today, or what's up? Oh, yeah. Um, I heard about a card show um, happening in New Jersey a few days ago. Uh, I, so oh. it's going to be Friday through Sunday. Um, it's about an hour away from the city. So I'm going to have to take a public bus there. Um, I don't really take buses. So I'll, we'll see if I actually end up in the, in the right city. Sorry, um, I forgot who I'm talking to. I forgot who I'm talking to. Oh, no, no, no. no, 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 no like I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. The Uber, the Uber would have been like two hundred dollars. I like looked at it and I was like, "There, there is no way I'm gonna pay two hundred bucks to go one way." I'll show. pay fifteen k for huh? a card, but I will never pay two hundred <laughs> for an Uber. That's that, the words, wise words from Raymond. The bus is six dollars, one way. Gonna do that. Uh, we'll see how it is. The show starts at three p.m., so I'm going to go uh, pick up my cards, withdraw some money from the bank, and then uh, go on a buying spree. I feel like the first days are like days where you find. A lot of quantity it's like a kid i'm like a kid in candy shop uh it's just awesome like walking through everything seeing all the nice stuff out there i, I do i feel like it actually it's funny you say friday is like buying day i think that's actually true like i really do because i think a lot of people kind of think about how sunday is the day to get the best deals but if you're chasing like things that are like you really want especially i mean knowing you're in and you chase like cards that are like you can't really find in general so you have to take it you got to just take it from the neck, like when you see it on a Friday, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's like, if you don't take it, someone else will, right? Like exactly, what I yeah. take, like what I want is what a lot of people, other, other people want too. True. Right. So, you know, they're likely going to go after that too. Um, especially if it's like fairly priced, right. It'll be gone. Um, uh, also like from a dealer's perspective, right? Like you want money for the show too, right? Like you want to be able to spend Say, for example, like you get $3,000 for a card. You want to be able to use that $3,000 during the course of that three days of the show, right? If you get on Sunday, like what are you going to do with $3,000 in cash? Like you're just going to bring it home. Like you're going to have to wait till next show, which who knows when that is, right? But yeah, that's what happened to me on Friday when I was at the VIP trade night at Collectors Con. Some guy wanted my Jason Tatum silver prism. I was like crying about the $100. But no, I knew that if I could have $1,900, I can use that and just buy at, you know, someone 
selling something at my table and I could just put it right back to the display. Exactly. Yeah. There's like an opportunity cost to, uh, to passing up on, uh, some some cash early on in the show. Yeah, that's say. a dime, bro. That's a dime. That's, you yeah. just throw out, throw out a dime for there. Yeah. Or or just uh, or just bring a lot of cash to the show to begin with, right? And you have to worry about it. Um, but like I found that like oh interesting. Uh, at like in Dallas and at the National, I went to a few banks to get money, and like they all ran out of money because everyone from the show uh, was going there, um, and they were very they weren't expecting so many people to be withdrawing cash at once. So I'd recommend, you know, getting money from like your local bank first, bringing it on the plane there. Um, and that, and then, uh, instead of going to like the local, uh, local banks, cause you're going to be out of luck. Interesting. They're, they're not, I've never had that issue. So usually they're like, you know, they usually they're like, oh, there's no money in my bank account. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing, nothing yet. Yeah. Uh, so what have you been up to Brian? So I, I had got my submission back from PSA. It's our last regular submission that came through. Um, that popped with our our group and it went pretty well man like our car our card grades went very well we hit some really insane cards um a lot of tens a lot of nines but one thing i noticed is that and it hurts me to say this because i i you know this is my business like i'm but i also don't want to be trying to make money just trying to make money from the community right like the idea to do grading is to give value and I feel like, man, the stickers in these slabs, I don't know how they're going to hold long-term from condition-wise. Have you seen a, a slab in stickers, like a sticker in a PSA slab yet, one of those new slabs? Uh, I think so. They put them in, like, the, they put them between two sheets of plastic, right? Like Yeah, yeah, it's like, like, it's, it's like a bubble. A you, yep. Yeah, you see the bubbles and everything. So I've been thinking about it, and people have been kind of just reaching out to me, like, where does what does what happens to these stickers long term like condi- like the actual condition wise because they're you know these stickers are super super condition sensitive like what what happens because i'm actually just like thinking about my stickers like man like if this screws up my sticker i'm gonna piss uh so what exactly about the slab do you think will damage your sticker is so, it like the pressing causing bubbles yeah. in the film between the two layers yeah yeah what does what would happen over time basically oh, okay i see right because beforehand what the problem with these stickers was it would slide so if yeah. you're carrying these stickers and these slab older slabs like you could be damaging corners the edges now we're starting to think like what happens to the surface right with the eye appeal um especially with these larger stickers like what happens i don't know much about it but i just been look it's a little concerning a little concerning another thing is i'm like i don't know if people should be subbing i'm almost i'm nearly convinced that you should not be subbing bulk stickers at PSA. I just don't think it's a great, I don't know if it's, I don't know, maybe I'm just being paranoid, but recently, man, every time I see it, you're almost always guaranteed a six somewhere. Yeah. That's been my experience too. Like not only is it hard to find them like well-centered, but there's always going to be some, like they're, they're really flimsy, right? And floppy. So yeah, exactly. You touch, you feel them in your hand, you know that that thing is going to be very fragile and very prone to any uh, condition issues uh but in terms of like holding like protection for the slab like i think psa has like a lot of experience dealing with stickers right i mean like they've been grading 1986 fleer fleer stickers you know for 20 almost 40 years now right um and like those those haven't really had any condition uh like deterioration um but why would they have to change the slabs over the years though right oh um you see what I'm trying to say? Like it's like they, they're tr- trying new things, but like I'm 
it doesn't even look good. But... I think it's that, that I think that's more of an issue with like the the sizing rather than like the slabs, right? Like, I, I think yeah. Like, like for example, like if you had like a sticker that was the size of like the eighty six Dorian card, like that would one hundred percent be fine, right? But like, I feel like it's more of an issue with like the sizing, like. For example, Holland or Ronaldo sticker, right? Those are like significantly smaller, like a standard standard size card. Uh, so people, so like it seems like that's what you're concerned about, right? Just like the car, the thing sliding up and down. Um, that that was the problem with the old slabs, right? They just slide up and down, and then you wouldn't really know where it would end up after shipping it somewhere, after yeah. where the sticker would end up in the case, right? I mean, that, yeah, that's what I'm thinking, and people have been bringing it up to me, and it doesn't look good. Like you, we had this like ten sticker, and you just see a big bubble on top. I'm just like, <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell this guy. <laughs> I was like, I don't feel fully convinced. This looks great, <laughs> you know. Um, it might say ten, but it looks like a six. You see what I'm trying to say? Yeah. No, I, I see what you mean. I think, uh, I think what SGC does uh, for stickers or like smaller size cards is they have, like, they they size the holder to fit the card size, and they yep. have like recesses in each of the four corners so that the corners don't actually touch sorry the case doesn't actually touch the corners it only touches yeah. the edges there's like boxes if you look closely like boxes on the corners which i think is really interesting i think psa if they did that that would be really really cool right but that's like more work of course and it's you know we're not big enough apparently yet so i, I mean i'm glad they're trying different things that's one thing i will say they're they are trying different things um, and, and another thing is I'm getting a lot of min, minimum size requirements uh, grades, as in like they're not putting them in slabs. Yeah, no, I, that's been happening a lot. I don't know if that's been happening to you, but that's what has been happening to our guys. For stickers or for cards? Cards. For cards. Um, I've had that happen to stickers. Um, I've had that happen to cards sometimes as well, but probably more so with stickers because they're cut, cut weirdly. But it seems like that happens. Um, yeah, there's like a lot of I'm just venting to you right now, Raymond. <laughs> like, like, I'm like I'm like talking to you as if you're like my PSA rep. <laughs> I'm gonna have to, Brian, your order will be done soon. Just calm oh, down. Man. Yeah, what about other... economy? You know, you know, all these things. But no, I mean, but overall, it was good. It's just some these little things. I'm just like I don't know what to tell people, but it is what it is. And PSA still, it, out of the rest, is still probably better than the other grading companies. You know. Um, yeah so there, there's that but yeah that's, I what, mean, that's a, what i've been up to man interesting okay um, i mean as a group server like to be honest like you're not responsible for people's grades right people should be responsible for their own grades you're not responsible for looking at their cards like you, you shouldn't be touching their cards you're just responsible for mailing the cards in right 100 yeah unless uh, i'm doing so it i don't think which... there's a need to like justify justify yourself like oh this card graded x because you know uh, because of y right like you're just like the middleman um, yeah, rather than and, and it hurts, right? Because I don't like doing that sometimes. Because I'm just like, I want to give, the, you know, I want to make it. You know, I get too sometimes emotionally invested, which is kind of like my downside is a little, little bit. But it, you know, like I said, it is what it is. But yeah. Anyways, there's more things to talk about, right? Yeah. Uh, um, besides just me venting about PSA, even though I, I'm still going to use them. Um, you know, you you sent me a Facebook message. And I'm so glad you sent me that Facebook message about that Instagram live. And Raymond, you got to do the honors of explaining what happened because that was super interesting. Yeah. Um, so 
just a backstory. So uh, Rick Probstein from Probstein123 uh, recently created an Instagram account um, to basically, basically they're getting into more content. Um, they showcase a lot of the cars that are on auction. Uh, Rick goes through uh, some of his favorite cars in his collection. Uh, he has like 10 PSA 10 clear Jordans, like 50 Lucas Silver PSA 10s. Uh, really interesting stuff. Uh, but anyways, uh, they're starting to create more content, which I love. Um, it's great to see uh, kind of like an auction house that does not have a lot of transparency, uh, you know, go full force into that. So I think, you know, it's it's, it's awesome. I, I, lo I love watching the videos every time they pop up. Uh, but anyways, um, on Wednesday, uh, Rick announced that he was doing an interview with Bill Mastro. Um, so for those of you guys who don't know, Bill Mastro uh, used to run Mastro Auctions, uh, which was basically the auction houses of auction houses um, way before Probstein on eBay, way before PWCC, way before Golden. Uh, they, uh, they, you know, pioneered everything. Um, Bill Mastro was eventually uh, ousted from the industry after there were allegations, not allegations, there was proof of him uh, shill bidding um, his own cards um, and the cards of his best customers. Right. And the way he did that was, um, you know, right now, for example, when you place a bid on eBay, if you're the highest bidder and you put in a bid for like $5,000, uh, the price that shows is the second highest auction price. Right. So your highest bid is hidden from everyone else. Same with golden, right? On their website, if you look closely, it says we have auction software that hides the top bidder from both golden employees, as well as, uh, as well as the public. Right. But yeah, back in Bill Master's can, time, can we, yeah, can we expand on that? Just be, just because it kind of is confusing. You, yeah. I can see this being confusing. So basically, you're saying like, if you put five thousand dollars or your top bid on eBay, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be five thousand dollars for that exactly. card. Yeah. So say Brian and I are competing in an auction, right? Brian bids three thousand um, dollars. I bid five thousand dollars. My bid is higher than Brian's, um, but what shows on the eBay website will be something like three thousand twenty-five. Or like three thousand one hundred, yeah, right? Three thousand plus some small increment, not five thousand. When Brian tries to bid again, uh, if he bids three thousand five hundred, it'll say you have been outbid. The price will go to three point five k. If he puts four thousand, the price will go to four k. Say you have been outbid. If it goes to five k, it'll say uh, you have been outbid. He has to bid more than five k plus that increment for the price for him to win the auction again. So basically, Bill Mastro knew what everyone's max bid was. So he would have other accounts to bid up to that max bid, but not to the max bid in order to not win the auction. Right. So that would thereby push the price of his customers' cars up. They're happy, right? They get more money at the end of the day. Master auctions gets a higher fee because the higher the fee is collected in a higher base amount. Um, and then I think in the grander scheme, right, like they have a great reputation now, right? Because they're known for being the premier auction house, which has record breaking prices. Um, and people want to sell all of their best cards with them. So anyways, he was exposed for show bidding. Uh, that was one thing. Um, another thing was he was accused of trimming a T206 uh, Honus Wagner card. Uh, for those who don't know, like that's the holy grail of not only like baseball cards, cards but probably all cards. Um, he trimmed his he told a story of like trimming the card um and basically he ended up uh, ended up going to jail for it uh for about 20 months um 
so he told everyone he was like, oh, he bought it in a collection. Um, it was on like a an uncut sheet. The person had trimmed. So you're supposed to cut cards from uncut sheets, right? So the person had cut the top to top and bottom perfectly, but the sides were not cut perfectly. So he trimmed the sides. Um, and that's, that was kind of his, kind of his story. Um, but yeah, um, overall, I think it was a really interesting interview. What did you think, Brian? So before I get into like the Beckett's, I mean, before I get into the interview thoughts, I think this is a good lesson for people that this was through PSA, right? The trimming scandal. Um, it was, the card was graded PSA 8. It's exactly. Highest, it's, I think it's the highest graded home swagger. Yeah. And they haven't they didn't exile that card, right? It's still, like, I think, I think it's still a PSA eight, but everyone knows it's trimmed. Exactly. So this is just an interesting lesson, how we, we have all this hot take reality, but in the grand scheme of things, for example, Beckett with Christian Ronaldo stickers, right? Um, how much does that matter for these Beckett slabs? Cause I get that. I've been getting that question a lot and I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure how, how, like, I hate to say it like that, but like, you know, just kind of like put my hands up. Like there's things, there's no one, not one grading company is perfect. Um, but I will say that interview was pretty wild, pretty crazy. I remember just watching the comments, like just people were doing like the, uh, the scissor emoji constantly. Yeah. <laughs> it was like doing scissor emoji. And then I was like, man, what's going on? This guy a good barber or something? Um, but then I was starting, you know, I started reading his uh, story and I just thought it was crazy. This guy went to the federal prison off of like just trimming sports. I mean, obviously there's other things, but one take I did, did think it was super interesting that doesn't get talked about is how these, he said that these auction houses, these premier auction houses, not just cards, but collectibles, arts, they all do what he did. Yeah, that, that was that yeah, was the biggest takeaway. Now that, that you mention it, I uh, yeah. Now that you mention it, uh, I thought that was super shocking when I heard that. Um, he, he straight said, up just said that, yeah. Yeah. So basically, what he said was like, this guy used to work at like Sotheby's. Uh, he says that when you go to like a New York showroom where people bid on like pieces of art, collectibles, uh, anything like that, um, a lot of those you see that there's like a lot of action and bids being placed. He's like, oh, yeah, a lot of these this action and bids. These are all fake bids placed by people to bump the price up or just to make it make it seem like there is some sort of action, uh, which made me think like, you know, I live in New York. Uh, I'm going to go watch one of these. Uh, I'm going to sign myself up. I think, I think they're like public viewings, easy to easy to watch these auctions um, get in. Right. Uh, but that's that was surprising. It kind of reminded me of the meme of like the puppet, like turning his head around. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. The Ernie. <laughs> like That was me. That was literally me. And when he, when he said that, I was just like, we all live in a lie and it kind of just what gave me perspective. Like we cry about sometimes about like the hundred, you know, something gets chilled there for like a thousand dollars. Like if that is true, what does that mean for the whole entire grand scheme of things? You know? Um, yeah. I don't that's, know. that's insane. Uh, that's, that's, that's crazy. But librarian, he was, another funny thing, he said he was a librarian in, in federal prison. I was like, that's, that's true. Cool. Yeah, he was, uh, apparently he worked, uh, he was like a preacher or something as well, right? And then he was the librarian. Um, in interesting stuff. And he, and he went to the National, uh, which I was also- <laughs> Dude, that was the craziest <laughs> I was like, bro, I went to the National with a guy 
that was went to the federal prison. Pretty, pretty, pretty funny. That's uh, pretty crazy. I wouldn't have would recognized. I wouldn't have recognized him, but like if someone had said like, "Oh, that's Bill Master," I would have. I would have known. But would you got know. an auto? Would you gonna pick? <laughs> Definitely. Would you? I, I, I mean, if I knew, if I okay, so ever just listening, I would just want to pick. Like honestly, the auto too. Oh, I think it would have been would have been interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, but what do you think though? In general, like, I guess the conversations like, should he be ousted from the hobby? Should he be let in? Um, I don't know if we want to go down this route. Yeah, um, I think I think for me, like, um, everyone deserves a second chance, uh, regardless of what bad stuff you've done. Um, and you know, he's. I, I, I agree with Bill. Um, you know, he talked about how he served his time um, in a federal prison. Um, he, you know, Master Austin is no longer operates. Um, he's not. He doesn't really buy and sell cards anymore. Um, I think as long as that's true, I think that's okay, right? Like he can still collect cards. Like I don't. To me, like that doesn't really matter, right? He likes collecting cards. Like he's not affecting any. Like you know, not hurting anyone. Like that, that's fine, right? If he had a table. If you oh. had a table, would uh, you buy one of his cards? No, no. Uh, I think that's a little. Yeah, I, I don't think. I mean, hypothetical. I, I yeah, I, I think. I think. Uh, I think it's okay to the extent where, like, you know, he's like collecting his own cards, he has his own PC, like that's fine, right? right? But like, I think he should not be allowed to deal in the hobby again. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Nor, nor do you want to. No, nor do you want to. Right? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Man, how wild would it be? You had like a dealer table. I mean, I'm just like, dude, like, give me, give me your mystery pack, baby. Like, I <laughs> Let's um, see which of these cards are smaller than usual. <laughs> exactly, exactly. How many minimum grade requirement will I get from PSA this time? <laughs> so, yeah. let's question move zero. On. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let's move on to uh, another topic that kind of made me think a little bit. Maybe think I, I I think I messaged you or you mess I forgot who messaged who. I always message you, Brian. I'm on top of okay. everything. <laughs> you are on top of everything. You know, usually I'm on top of everything, but you're just more on top of everything. So oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah, you, 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 your your turn. You talk about it. Okay, I'll talk about it. So Raymond messaged me a post from PSA, and this is kind of crazy to me. PSA has this crossover review, and I actually thought they kind of just shunned it, like they're not going to do this no more. Um, but they just recently posted uh, i think it was a lebron exquisite right it was a lebron exquisite rpa uh number 299 yeah lebron exquisite rpa i think there was another card i just remember seeing that lebron i was just like that's that's all i need to see there was also it's another card was a 2018 luca blue prison number to uh, okay. blue shimmer prison number to seven. Oh jesus um so those were used to be bgs labs and they crossed over to a PSA 10 slab and PSA is owning it all. They're just like, Hey guys, do your crossovers with us. We'll take your BGS slabs, SGC slabs. We'll review it and give you, you know, give you a grade from us. And I thought they actually shunned it. And that made me think, should I send in my BGS 9.5 mega cracks, messy 71 BIS. You know, and I think Raymond was like, you probably should take, take it's worth the risk. The upside's too high, but I, I, I can't do it though. Cause I see the, the whitening. I, I look at the card. I'm just like, that's not a 10 to me. Oh, you see problems with it. Yeah. I see problems with it. I don't oh, think that's a, it's a 10 to me. So yeah. I, I, okay. I kind of reviewed it with other people, but what's really interesting is that 
I feel like this could be like one of those traps, right? Like PSA is trying to have, it's like that gambling aspect of breaking packs. It's like, what if I take my BGS 9.5 and get a PSA 10? Just think about the upside. And that's the risk that people are willing to take. But I don't know if it's actually going to really have, like a lot of people are going to succeed in that aspect. Yeah, no, I think in my opinion, it's a 100% political move, right? Uh, by crossing over BGS to PSA slabs, um, you know, people want to do it because of the uh, the value increase, right? Uh, but it's also kind of, you know, you're having more PSA slabs in the market. Uh, they're kind of more established as the market leader. That post, I had 10 people would message me after PSA posted that saying, you know, did you see that? Um, I'm going to start crossing over now. Uh, I'm going to try, right? I have these cards with some nice subs. I'll give it a try. Uh, and they, they, they might work, right? But like, you know, like they, they, they succeeded, right? They told people, they showed people that the crossover was possible. Um, and, you know, someone, you know, really paid off, uh, you know, got, got a strong payoff from that. Um, but now a lot of other people you know, want to send in cards. Like I bet at the show, people are talking to you, people are going to be talking about that. Uh, it's a pop right. one. It's the most, it's probably the best LeBron card in existence. Um, it crossed over from a BGS 9.5. It was a min gem, but there were two 10 subs. It had nine corners, 10 centering, and I believe 10 surface. Right. I'm actually going to show show it real quick. So it looks, it, this is what it is. So and beautiful. It is beautiful. And that was like the most, wasn't that like one of the most expensive LeBron cards you could get on the market? That is one of the most expensive LeBron cards, yes. Um, so if you look mm -hmm. at that card, um, one thing I learned also was like Spinatron, he's like a huge collector of cards. Uh, one of the best collections I've ever seen. If you scroll back, um, he was talking about how like there's a three color patch, right? You see the maroon, the gold, and the white. Yeah. People decide value based on that. But also he was looking, he said like there's a five color break. So if you look at the patch window, it goes from red to gold, to white, to gold again, and then to oh. red. So it, the color changes five times. And that affects the eye appeal too, right? But that wasn't really something I really looked at before, but like, I guess people, they think about that too. Like, Does it matter break. to you? Because like, I, if I'm going to be selling high end, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think what Raymond is thinking. You know what I'm saying? Well, now I, now I know what to call it, right? Um, gotcha. I guess it always subconsciously affects it. But like, you can't really get a better passion than that. Like that's, I, I that's can't That's as good as it gets. <laughs> Except the, I mean, the logo is probably like the best, right? I'm assuming. I don't know high end, but uh, I don't think these cards have like you. First of all, like yeah, you, you, I don't think you can get the logo in here. It's too small, and also there's no. I don't think there's any exclusives with logos. Okay. Like, the rest gotcha. of the the rest of the patches are like pretty crappy. So so it was in the BGS lab. It was the one of the most expensive. Now does this make this the most expensive? Uh, there might be more expensive LeBron cards, but like this is up there. Okay. Like these cards are super hard to grade. Um, look at the auto. It's very Man, clean. Dude, I can't, I can't imagine what BGS is thinking, bro. Cause like the thing with people that, um, what they say about BGS is like, they actually believe the BGS is still there because look at like, for example, they'll be like BGS slap is dead. They'll be like, oh, well look, look at BGS sales that are happening. Right. These multi-million dollar sales for BGS. Yeah. But I can't imagine what BGS is thinking. Yeah, um, I think, I mean, I still submit to BGS. I think there are certain cases where it makes sense to submit 
the BGS. Yeah, I sound like a huge um, BGS hater, but I, I like them. I like their slabs, but it's just I'm just putting that out there. I think it's also pretty cool how PSA is showing like the recent high grades of ex really expensive cards. Like if you scroll down, I believe there was a Kobe Gold Refractor from 08 um, that was posted in a PSA 10. Uh, that one, yeah, the second. I saw it yesterday. Uh, if you look at the serial number, that was just graded pretty recently. Um, but I think they're trying to... It actually looks a little bit off-center. It, it looks a bit off-center. Do you see it? You said, wow. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 beautiful card uh but anyways um i think they're you know i think it's cool that they're displaying all these images i think they're doing that to show that you can still get high grades from us especially submit expensive cards uh that's kind of where how i'm reading it that's how you're interpreting it <laughs> yeah interesting interesting uh, another no, point another point i wanted to bring up ahead. was like if you think about it from psa's perspective like crossing stuff over is extremely risky right like you have to, the first part is like, you have to review the card through the slab. If it's such the BGS slab, that's very hard to review because you have the plastic, which is pretty thick to begin with. And then you have like the plastic sleeve thing. You have to look through. Um, and you have to cut it, it out too. You have to cut it. Well, you, you know, you can't, you, people always have min grades on them. So you, 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 you don't cut them out, right? You have to look through everything through the case. Um, and it's like, okay, what if you, there's a defect on the card that, you don't that you know you don't see until you cut open the card right then yeah. psa is liable right then they're in trouble um they can also damage the card when cracking it out you damage it when sealing it right so like from their perspective right they're not incentivized to do crossovers at all right unless it's like a huge card like that that gets like some sort of coverage exactly right. yeah and that's unfortunately that's kind of like how i think too yeah you know, that's just the real reality of psa like they've been shut down for so long there is market share that has been taken, been being taken, you know? So yeah. maybe this is one way to kind of like take it back. That is, that is super interesting though. Like watching these cars, PSA crossover, I'm, I'm excited to see what will happen um, in the future. Not only for like PSA, uh, not only from like, what is it? Uh, BGS 9.5 to PSA 10s, right? That's probably the obvious choice, but like even from like BGS 9s to PSA 9s, right? For certain cards, there's almost a double value increase, like older cards, almost double value increase, if not more for BGS to PSA crossovers. hundred percent, hundred percent. And actually we, we, yeah, there was like a Lewandowski kaboom that had a crack BGS nine and all of a sudden it comes back as a PSA nine, all of a sudden the value raised. Exactly. And, you know, so yeah. that's something I think about. And I, I'm also curious to see SGC starting tightening up their, I feel like this is almost like a grading episode now. Um, SVC is grading tougher, right? We're starting to see that. Like they're being a little bit more strict, you know, holding up their standards. Can we see SVC 10s switching over, crossing over PSA 10s? Possibly. And it, might be, possibly. it might be a good move too, because like if you think about it, like it only takes $28 if you're doing group submitters or $30. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I think in my opinion, like crossovers don't make sense unless it's like, a super expensive card right? <laughs> true, like true, that because you're paying three hundred dollars for one percent chance like maybe one percent <laughs> low right but like yeah, and they go five percent value you think yeah you're right exactly yeah so the expected value needs like you know the, the payoff needs to be there if you're just like yeah. if it's a, even if it's like ten thousand dollar card right like it's not <laughs> like the value the, the chances are so low it's probably not worth it but 100%. maybe maybe i'm wrong um, anyways but uh 
Yeah. That was good. That was good. Good stuff. But, um, good stuff. But anyway, guys, if you enjoyed this episode, um, we're going to cut it, cut it now. Uh, make sure to rate and subscribe and also go head over to Asian cards, go head over to Asian cards. We're going to be posting, we're posting weekly episodes. And like I said, if you just wanted to hear about card talk, just card, just collecting stuff. That's the, this is the, uh, uh, channel for you guys. So with that being said, Raymond, you have anything else, man, make sure to follow Raymond at Asian cards. Yeah. Um, join the Asian cards, Facebook group, just type in Asian cards in the, uh, the search bar. Dude, we have a lot yeah. of members for buy and sell. Um, if you would like to be on this podcast or know of anyone who would be an interesting contributor, uh, feel free to DM Brian or me. Uh, always love to have more variety on this show. 100%. And yeah, check out the Asian Facebook uh, Facebook group because I don't know I don't know what money y- y'all are making, but I just I'm just watching it, eating the popcorn be like, "Man, well, that one day. <laughs> one day <laughs> tomorrow." Um, yeah, uh, that's my art gallery. But anyways, thank you guys. Talk to you guys soon.